It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to your table podcast. A podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That's to your. You are listening to the travel podcast. Happy Halloween. Do people do that? Like Merry Christmas for Halloween? Do they do they say Happy Halloween to each other? I think so. Okay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Eddie. Happy Halloween. I'm back. I'm spending my uh, precious Halloween day with my manager, Eddie. So. What do you have planned for Halloween day? Um, <clears throat> I am going to go trick-or-treating, but not myself. But I will be dressing up my dog. Really? As Rocky what? Rocky Golden. Uh, last year, he was a pumpkin. Uh, he specifically requested that he wanted to be Air Bud. But, you know, I told him that he's Air Bud every day. And we laughed and um, ended up just getting a pumpkin outfit. But, you know, we're… Uh, we're excited. We're going to surprise them going through Amazon, different dog outfits, and, you know, we'll find the best one. And we'll return the rest. Speaking of uh, outfits, like costumes, look at this thing I had to buy yesterday. Is that for like a… <laughs> it's for, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch. It's from Avengers. Uh, right, 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 right. Wanda. Right. Yeah. Wanda Maximoff. This is… Uh, I had to get this for Haru. Oh, wow. And I'm not kidding. I, I actually bought this because she really wants like… The realistic cosplay version of the Wanda suit. And the thing is… You know how much this shit costs? Let me take a guess. Let me take a gander. Because I remember oh, going God. into the Disney store with you. Dude, this and, is not Disney store level. But this is you, like, you you were looking at it, the, the quality of it. Remember? And you're like… Uh, how do you want to prove of this? Yeah, she how wants do, like the most legit quality possible. She wants to be able to like step on set. Right? <laughs> As soon as like action is like yelled out. Okay. So she wanted like the real thing. And I had to look all over the place. I found a place that does like custom like um, like top of the line cosplay. And they, they, I had to send measurements. So I, I did the whole like tailor thing with like a… <laughs> she stood on a block and yeah, you she, took the measurements. Well, she stood on the floor and I just did this. And I sent it in. And hopefully it comes and it's… It's perfect, hopefully. Dude, measurements are super important. And uh, like for my, my wedding tux, uh-huh. that was like a pretty uh, intimidating time with someone like tape measures going around. And, you know, I told you that my body fluctuates a lot uh-huh. as far as like muscle. One day I look like Madung Suk, and the other day I'm like, you know, Edward Norton in like Fight Club before he started working out. Yeah, you know, so, I just zone out when you start talking about so, anything. <laughs> so uh, I remember. Uh, just being super stressed because mm-hmm. she's like taking these measurements, it's being very, very tight. And I'm like, hey, uh, excuse me, but give it a my muscle. Yeah, my muscles look pretty small right now, but I've been pretty stressed and uh, working a lot. So just know that if I'm going to use this tux in years to come, like at least leave, you know, some slack. You know, it's okay to have it tighter because usually when you get uh, ready for a wedding, mm-hmm. you lose weight. You know that, right? Because of the stress. 
like because of the uh, sheer work involved right. and the pressure. Um, so I got it like fit perfectly. And by the time the wedding actually happened, it was like, you know, there was room. In the waist or yeah. in the chest? In the waist. Interesting. Not in the chest because <laughs> I don't think you know. <laughs> Should I tell you? Well, I don't think you know. I'm actually kind of like low-key jacked in the chest. <laughs> Just, in the chest area. It's just not true. <laughs> in the chest area. Oh, in the chest. When have you seen me with my shirt off? You've never seen me with my shirt off. Have you? Uh, in the dressing room. I could, yeah, I guess there's some definition. You didn't like, I didn't like… Because I, I, I changed really fast. Right. You weren't so like flexing or anything. I'm low-key kind of jacked. I, I have what you would call a Bruce Lee body. I wouldn't call it a Bruce Lee <laughs> body. I'd call it more like a uh, Ash Ketchum type of body. Whatever. So, um, so we're talking about costumes today? Talking about costumes. We're talking about Halloween. Yo, speaking of costumes. So, uh, you know how Epic High dresses up a lot in yeah. costumes? Yeah. Like, I don't know how it became a thing, but cosplaying became like a part of what Epic High does. Um, the most famous one is when we did the Joker, Two-Face, and Bane at, uh, at an award show. Right. At MAMA. Uh, so what happened with that thing, that was crazy because if you go online and you look at it, our costumes are pretty amazing. Like they're almost identical to the film. World class. And a lot of people, when, when like other artists, when they saw us before we went on, they thought that we were part of like the show, I guess. Like we were part of like the entertainment for the show. They didn't imagine that it was Epic High. So I had like members of like Super Junior come up to me to take a picture with me and then realize that it was me. Like they come up and they're like, can I take a picture? And they're like, right. oh, Blueyong, right? And it was that good. And the reason why we did it was, uh, so Mama wanted, wanted us to perform. They were going to give us an award. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want to do any like normal stage. That just seemed boring. So I was like, I don't know. What if we dress up as like the villains from Batman? And for some reason, the guy in charge of uh, the award, you know, show was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I was like, whoa, whoa. That was like, I just said anything. It was too easy. Yeah, this is too easy. And we went ahead with it. Yo, getting the, the, for the, for the mask. Um, so Two Cuts had to like actually get like special effects film stuff. For the two-faced thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you do a whole thing where they put that mold over your face for like three hours or something. And then they take it off. And then they have to make the wig. And Mithra had to make the Bane thing. And then he had to get a like a bald thing on top. It was just crazy, right? Right. Anyways, we did all of that. Um, and then after the award show, it was great. Because like it became a huge thing. Like people were talking about it. Um, no one knew what the fuck Epic High really looks like um, because they started just thinking of us in that in that shape and form. Right. And then we got the bill. We got the we got the bill for for the costumes and the special effects. Right. You know how much shit that shit cost? One hundred k. Actually, not that. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay. That you, was pretty extreme. You overshot it. Thirty <laughs> k. Uh, that is still… That is insane. Yeah, that's a lot of money. We were like, what? 
We paid 30k so we could dress up like Halloween for an award show. Right. Oh my god. And then um, you know, we've never done something as intense after that. Ever since then it's just been low quality just finger paint on the mask. Well, ever since then, uh we've been saying no to award shows. Like we don't go to award shows at all. You're scarred. No, we just don't go because like it's we feel like, you know, they give you an award and you have to like perform for them. Right? You have to get ratings for them. I don't feel like it's a fair trade. Because that award is like it might look like gold to you guys, but it's not. It's like hollow inside. Mm. Okay? So they give you like this plastic thing. Right. And then they make you like get ready to do the show and like perform your ass off. I don't think it's a fair trade. I mean, like, if it's a if it's a real, like, genuine, authentic award that they really want to give you. Do you right? mean in terms of meaning or actual, like, pure gold? No, I'm substance. talking about okay. It's it's one or the other. If it's if they're trying to recognize you for something great that you've done, right? If they're really like genuinely giving you an award because they're grateful or like you know they think you've done a good job, right? Right? Why do you have to perform? Like, why do you have to show up at all? Even if you don't go, they should give you the award, right? Because you des- they, they said that you deserve it. Uh, it. There should be no conditions attached to it. Or there should be conditions attached to it. Like, they'll, they, you should have to perform. You should have to show up. You should have to do interviews to get that award. But it should be made of solid gold. Right. Like, solid, like, Indiana Jones. Good reference. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of gold. And everybody has a price, you know. If there's uh, enough money involved, I'll basically do anything. What? What? <laughs> Dude, I feel like this is very culturally relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Remember last month with the uh, the VMAs, you know, with the K-pop genre as well. Oh yes. Yeah, very very uh, culturally relevant. That's what they did to hip hop, though. Like they they made a category just so that. Um, these artists that were obviously killing it in all genres, right. like in the entire like mainstream, um, they just they made a category so they can keep them there, right? And that that you know that's just not right. It's like Lil Nas X, you know, going trap country, but they had to put it into uh, the hip hop category because it had Lil in front of it. You know what I mean? Yo, Lil Nas X is awesome. He's awesome. When he busted out the scroll. That was crazy, man. Like, that was actually a move that Two Cuts wanted to do. Uh, we never got to do it because, like, he got nervous. Um, but, um, yeah, that was a great move. Like, when, you, when, you, when you're accepting the award. Right. To do something crazy like that. It wasn't even crazy. It was just really… In a way, it was very cute. Like, it's, yeah. just, a, it's just a cool thing to do. Right. That guy knows what he's doing. Dude, it's just a genius. A social genius. You know? Yes. I think we should hire him to do the Tableau podcast. Though. Yeah. I would easily… I'll never show up on this podcast ever again if Lil Nas X just came on once. That's the sacrifice I'm willing to uh, uphold. So this is a Halloween special. <laughs> um, what should we talk about? Like, We got to talk about horror <clears throat> films. We got to talk about scary stories. Or we can just talk about our experiences with Halloween. 
my experiences are very limited because um, there was a time, there was a period of time when I was a kid where trick-or-treating was okay. Right. Now it's quite dangerous. Yeah, everyone had the, like back then it was safe, like, or we thought it was safe. Um, And everyone had like their awesome jack-o'-lantern, like in front of their house, like everyone competing. Um, Right. Like in suburbs, you know, like houses compete. Like one guy makes a normal jack-o'-lantern. One guy makes like a jack-o'-lantern with like Metallica logo in it. And then another guy makes like a full like 12-foot jack-o'-lantern man. You know what I mean? Like it just goes on and on. You know how they have… Basically they compete. When it comes to holidays, people compete with their front yards. It's like uh, Christmas blow up dolls and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just insane. Right. And then… But it was… We thought it was safe at the time for kids to like go around to like strangers' houses and get, um, you know, get edibles from them, right? Right. Like edible stuff from them. Right. Uh, without questioning where this candy came from or what process it may have gone through. Mm-hmm. And, but, but quickly, uh, people became aware, parents became aware that that's probably not a smart thing to do. Right. And there were scare stories, man. I remember when I was in Vancouver and I was a little kid. Uh, there was a thing in the local paper about like some evil kid, some evil man, like putting, you know, pins inside candy. Pins? Yeah, like sharp, like thumbtacks and stuff like that inside candy. Mm. Um, to, you know, for no reason at all to like hurt these innocent kids right. that just went to get candy on Halloween. So. That became a thing and then people stopped like… I, at least in my area, people stopped like sending their kids out and then Halloween was over for, for us. Just takes a couple bad apples. Yeah. Takes a couple people that want to see the world burn. Yes. To ruin the fun for everyone. Yes. You know, that's why we have so many rules. It's because there's just a couple of people that… And, uh, I made it. And then after that, Halloween became a thing. Like when, once we beca- became like adults… Like once we went to like college and stuff, um, Halloween is basically like a day to have a party where you're allowed to dress up in whatever. Scandalous outfits. Is that what you did? Yeah. What's the most scandalous outfit you put on? You know, believe it or not, um, I know a lot of your listeners may think that I'm quite, you know, I, I come up with a lot of great costume ideas, quite the party animal, but it was quite the contrary. I uh, was super boring when it came to Halloween. I would wear like a soccer jersey and be like, I'm a soccer player. And it was like the worst thing ever. And Diane's looking at me and Are you one of those guys that goes and is like, how come you didn't dress up? Oh, I came as me. No, I don't say that. Are you one of those guys? No. Okay, because I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I regret it. I I, I seriously regret it. I I wish I had… witty or cool at the time. Yeah. It's lame. I wish I had uh, some cooler stories. It's actually after college that I started going to some really good uh, Halloween, Halloween parties. parties. Yeah, and actually, I know, actually saw like a picture on um, on your phone. Yeah, yep, yep. Well, whose party was that? That was uh, Chloe Moretz's. Chloe Hall- Moretz's party. Okay, Chloe. whoa. The this- Moretz family. Ooh, my manager Eddie. Only goes to Halloween parties thrown by Hollywood stars, uh, obviously. Sorry about huh? that. Yeah. Didn't so it was at Chloe Moretz's house? Yeah. And shout out to Chloe and her family. Uh, they're, shout they're out. Good friends. I don't know you, but I've heard a lot about you. Great people. Hit girl. Hit girl. Great character. Great, uh, great parties. Um, but as you can imagine, like your, uh, 
your Joker and Bane and Two-Face experience at MAMA. Um, I mean, these people, I mean, these are like top makeup artists, top stylists. Like They're actual like, Hollywood artists. Right. You're yeah, competing yeah. with the best of the best. And last year, uh, Brittany and I went and we didn't think we we're going to be in town. But last minute change and we ended up going. But uh, What did you go as? I went as like a vampire and it was like, the, it's like the cheapest thing ever, right? It's like, it's the most unoriginal thing. So I'm going to cooler parties. And what was your fiance? She was also a vampire, but like she looked great. She okay. had like some like, like her outfit looked good. It, it was like, it worked for her. But for me, it was like, my cape was terrible. My, my, my sharp teeth didn't even fit my mouth. And it, uh, it was a disaster. We got face paint, but it like, Look like I was just super sick. Yeah, I remember when you were telling me that, like, before you showed me the picture, you uh, kind of built it up because you were like telling me the whole story about how Chloe Moretz is like was throwing a, like a Halloween party, so you're gonna go and like, so you went and like, you know, everybody had like actual studio like makeup and like costumes and stuff, and then right. and then you showed me your picture, and I was so underwhelmed. Like I was like, yeah, uh huh. I look at it so now. So you're a, you're a vampire. Yeah. Okay. I again, I don't know what it is. My brain just stalls. My creativity levels just it goes to an all time low when it comes to costumes. I just can't do it. It's not for lack of effort. Actually, one year, the first Halloween party I did mm -hmm. about three years ago, again with the with the Moretz household, yeah. uh, we were um, uh, Dirty Dancing. You did know. Did everyone know? That you you were that? I mean, I bought a like, hundred fifty dollar wig, customized wig, and people knew that it was from Dirty Dancing, or they were just like confused. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think it was a little bit of both. Okay, so young crowd, old crowd, but it didn't for the amount of money and effort I spent into it. Um, I was disappointed with uh, how many people were like, "But, but he's white." <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is. That's something that I don't like. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like, there's so there's so much we could do costume-wise. Right. You know, we can't go all the way there. Right. Um, I guess I could be like Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan. Yeah. Kids will be Shang-Chi very yeah, we, soon. We should only be allowed to be Bruce Lee and <laughs> Jackie Chan and Jet Li, right? Which is like, uh, you see it very often, especially across college campuses. Like… I saw like a meme where like a bunch of like Asian student associations, like everyone would dress up as Bruce Lee and then they get to the party. They're like, dude, you're Bruce Lee too? And it's not just like two or three people. It's like over a dozen. Mm -hmm. And they're not friends or, you know, they probably thought it was original. Maybe saw some overlap, but it's just ridiculous. We need more roles. I was in a very awkward situation where like a guy in my dorm, um, he, was a, he was a white dude. He's a great guy. But for Halloween, he decided for some reason to be um, Bruce Lee. Right? Were you okay with that? Well, it was it was like a very it was a very confusing moment because we were like, okay, there's no reason why he can't be Bruce Lee for Halloween right. because you know the guy next to me is a Jedi Knight, right? And he's Asian and he's a Jedi Knight, so whatever, right? But it was when um, the friend like got into the character oh, and, no. and uh, you know, started, you know, making the uh, <laughs> iconic Bruce Lee, you know, the fighting 
noises. Right. And when that happened, it was like, it was like a very awkward situation where we were like, ha <laughs> Hold up. Dude, hold on a minute. Easy there. Easy there, fella. And uh, it was very awkward. And he just went full into character and, you know, in Tropic Thunder. And yeah. He learned a very important lesson. Like he went method. And uh, it was just, it was just confusing. Right. Like I was confused by how I was supposed to feel. Right. Like, I don't see like I don't see him deliberately trying to do anything where he's like making fun of, you know, Asian people. Asian people, but am I like and I and bits of it are funny? Like, is it wrong for me to laugh at this? And also, is it wrong that I feel so wronged? Right. By what he's doing. It's very confusing. It was a very confusing time. Like costumes are tricky. Yeah, costumes, costumes are, are very tricky. very tricky. Uh, speaking of costumes, um, I don't know if. By the time you guys are hearing this, like, if the picture will be up. But like I said, um, Haru got the uh, Wanda costume, right? And um, she wants me to be Thor. But, but not, <laughs> the just... Thor, not the Thor you're thinking. She wants me to be Thor from Endgame. Oh, oh. Like, in, oh, like when he's, Thor. Yeah, when he's like holding a beer and just like in that bathrobe. So um, my stylist… Uh, who, you know, was never hired to be doing stuff like this. Right. Um, has been out there like looking for the perfect Thor clothing. Like a pot belly. And- yeah, with the, with the, I got a pillow for the pot right. belly. Um, I don't know why Haru wants me to be Thor, but she was like, I want you to be Thor. And I was like, all right, if that's what you want. So Dude. the two of us are going to go to school together like that. Haru wants, Haru gets. But when you said Thor, mm-hmm. my eyes lit up because I was like, Dude, you're looking at him right now. Easy, easy. I don't fix. know what is what is this thing that you do, you're do you do <laughs> like. Why do you keep mentioning like Chris Hemsworth and you? Like I don't know, dude. You you are like the size of his hammer. <laughs> no comment. You're pretty tiny, dude. Uh, recently I've been tiny. Um, the perfect character for you is Ant Man, actually. Yeah, in the big form. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Um, let's talk about some horror films. I mean, the best thing about Halloween, I think, you don't have to like go out and trick or treat, but like just get together with some friends and like you sit down like in the living room and you just watch a bunch of like, you just do like a horror film marathon, right? That's I like, a qu- the I have best. a question for you, Tablo. Yeah. Um, are you the type of person that wants to watch a horror film uh, very seriously with serious people? Or are you the type to watch it with? People that are going to make a mockery of it and laugh and be like, this is stupid. Let's okay, laugh so, together. Cause so you're like, asking me like, do I want to watch a horror film with like people like you and Two Cuts who will be like laughing at the film? I don't laugh at the film. We've okay. seen horror films together. You know I like Okay. Well, Two Cuts laughs at the film, right? And just constantly talks crap about the film. Or do I want to watch the horror film with someone like serious and like really versed in that genre like like Jordan Peele for example? Right. Do I want to sit down with Jordan Peele where you know Jordan Peele will be in a suit and he'll be like, "Hmm, Tablo, did you th- did you did you catch that part right there? Right. That subtle you know, foreshadowing over there?" Mhm. Uh I'd rather watch it with two cuts. Really? I mean, I love Jordan Peele, but like, I'm I'm not looking for a DVD commentary. But that's I, a little bit extreme. Right? It also depends on the film. What kind of film are we talking about? Are we talking about like 
Halloween or are we talking about Friday the 13th? If well, that is like somewhat comical now. Those are such legendary movies. Freddy Krueger, uh, Freddy Krueger, right? It's yeah, like, Nightmare on, the, yeah, on Elm Street. All of those are just so old. It's like you know what to expect. And even the special effects are very underwhelming. But I mean like more new age. Like uh, I guess it's a mix of like thriller. Um, I'm not talking about necessarily like these Thriller is a music video, dude. <laughs> what are you trying to say here? I'm talking about… Yeah. Well, it has like some uh, comedic well, moments. But well, I, actually I really doubt enjoyed it. we're going to be watching it. And like we're going to be just making fun of it. You know? Right. We're not going to be watching us. And like, you know, just talking about how bad the film is. Because the films are amazing. They're great films. Right. Right? But it really depends on the film. But it also depends on the person watching it. Because there are people that will laugh at anything and be like, Oh, this is stupid. It's unrealistic. But that's a defense mechanism, I'm saying. Oh, I see where you're going. Because right. if you're asking me what kind of person I am, right. I do that. I like do it to deflect. Because I don't want the pain, like the, the fear creeping into me. Right. right? And I'm, I'm Do you say also, it out loud or you keep it in your head? I sometimes say it out loud. Because I also at the same time… It depends where I am. Right. If I'm alone watching the film… You know, like, <laughs> I'll just I'll just be afraid. But if I'm in a theater or something with my friends mm -hmm. or, like, in a living room with, like, my family or something, and I can feel the fear, like, just creeping into my heart, and I feel like it's going to take over, and I'm, I'm going to cry or something, I'm going to, like, just… Right. I'm going to wet my pants. Just a little poop nugget. Yeah. <laughs> that's when… Um, that's when I start, like, overdoing it to show that I'm not afraid. Right. Exactly. I'm like… That makes no sense. <laughs> Dude, Wait. those claws are fake. Right. What's, what's with his face? It looks like a pizza or something like that. You know? Like, right. I will overdo it to protect myself from the fear. Right. Um, so, Eddie. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? All right, I think there's an important distinction between scary and disturbing. Mm -hmm. Which do you prefer? Which would you like me to… Which path Either would or. you like me to walk? Either or. Um, if you want me to throw some out, you know, it was like a lot of them were in my formative years, mm -hmm. middle school, early high school, you know, like the you know, legendary Saw type of things. Saw, Saw is pretty disturbing, hostile, but you know, it's kind of crazy oh, it, because I got a from great when story I, yeah, that. when I saw that at that age, and you're seeing that kind of graphic, horrifying thing, it scars you for a little bit, but you know, that was. That was 15 years ago. I've seen a lot since then. So I'm, it takes a lot for me to uh, get disturbed now, right? You desensitize in a lot of ways. But with that being said, the most disturbing uh, movie I've seen, um, probably I Saw the Devil. The Korean film? Yeah, Korean yeah. film. That was… I did not enjoy that film. I try to show that to I saw Brittany. that with you. I know. God. You know, I told you I try to show Britney because like it's a it's a good film, right? I like, don't know. Story wise. About that. I really don't know about that. Yeah. I've blocked it out of my my psyche completely. Like five minutes in and Britney's like, I'm not watching this. And I I was like, no, you should watch it. And then you know, I don't know what it is. Why did you make why did you make your girlfriend watch that? I just uh I you know, I thought you the didn't acting, know. You didn't know it was gonna be that that crazy. No, I saw it and then I wanted her to see what? it. What? And then you saw it again with me? That was like years later. Dude, though, right? you are weird. Yeah. 
So this this you're like just spreading the disturbing. No, it's not the actual disturbingness of it. I just you know it's a it's a story about vengeance, right? And you know how I feel about relationships and all this stuff and pepper and all. Like I believe, I'm really feeling this like relationship thing and doing whatever you can for your loved one. And this was like a total like John Wick meets. Yeah, it was the most horrifying. Pretty gratuitous though. Right. You know, it's so like, over the top. Yeah, it, it's just like a lot of it was very like completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yeah, to the yeah. plot of the film. Yeah. Uh, and we showed this film like when I watched it again with uh, with Eddie, we actually watched it with Eddie's employee, Brian Ko, who has never seen like a Korean film. Okay, and um, he was like really psyched because he was like, "Oh, I've never really seen a Korean." It's film. also like the first time he was meeting you too. Yeah, it was the first time he was meeting me. And it was, it's only been like four or five, like five, six days since I've met him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I heard that's a good film. So let's watch it. And Eddie's like, you know, getting it. And then we ordered chicken. And that is not a film you want to see while eating anything. Right. Okay. While eating any meat at all. Okay. And at the, by the end of the film, like I could see in uh, Brian Coe's eyes that like he was really contemplating quitting. Right. Like he was like, I want to get out of here. Like I, I hate Eddie. I told him I hate Venmo me for the chicken. I was like, dude, I covered this. Like just he's like, I hate Tableau. I, I should just leave. I should go back to New Jersey. Dude. I could see it in his eyes. Oh my god! It was only the money that kept them, <laughs> that held them. But do you remember the way that we got excited about it? We're like, okay, let's get some like beer let's get some korean fried chicken this will be fun we'll do a movie night yeah and because yeah. he's never seen a korean horror film before we're like so excited we're like dude this is gonna like he's gonna be so scared blah blah blah. but then after like brian left and tablo staying in my place i remember looking at you and we're just like why do we do that to ourselves yeah like, why I'm all we do completely like, disturbed again like basically we didn't know that it was like we did, we had forgotten that it was that bad like it was that crazy and also there's a character in there, unfortunately, that looks exactly like Mithra. Oh my okay? goodness. There's a character. There's a… Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay? Wait, spoilers. Okay? Wait, yeah. are you going to tell spoilers? Can I? Can I just… Spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character in there that eats something that humans should not eat. And um, he looks almost identical to Mithra. To the point… That the actor, that the actual actor came, like went on TV and said that people say he looks like Mithra Jin. And okay. the problem is I saw this. I flew back to Korea. <laughs> First person I meet is Mithra. And I can't get that picture out of my mind. So every time I, I'm with Mithra like, or we go to eat, I, it just overlaps now. And it's, it's, it's really put a wedge between our… You know, it's 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 been, become a problem for our relationship. Like, I'm I'm afraid. Of, I'm deathly afraid of Mithra. It was uh, it almost broke up the group. Actually, yeah. you couldn't see past it. To tell you the truth, on stage sometimes I'll be rapping, and it'll be Mithra's part. And sometimes he gets too lit. You know, right? Oh yeah. Mithra gets super lit on stage. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's got all this like pent up like like anger and stress. I have no idea what's going on. But like, he releases that shit on stage. And sometimes when he goes berserker, yeah. I'm just like… Berserker? I haven't yeah. heard that word in a while. I'm, yeah. 
I'm like scared. I look at his face. I, I it overlaps, and I'm very afraid of the guy. Anyways, you mentioned hostel. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, I have a story about hostel. So I I'm actually not into those like gory films. I like horror films like The Shining. Yeah, like smart ones. Yeah, like Get Out. I like things that like disturb me because I have to think about it. Right. I don't want it to be in my face. But um, so I stay away from all gory films. I actually don't even like being in a hospital because like just any type of blood really just… I'm not good with that. I'm squeamish, right? It's not good right. for me. And um, so this one time I broke my shoulder. You know about this, Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I broke my shoulder and uh, I was in the hospital and I was getting surgery on my shoulder. It was extremely painful. Okay, like I was on painkillers and stuff and it was just… It was extremely bad. I had broken many bones. I still have a piece of metal inside my… Inside my shoulder right now. And… It's uh, pretty dope. Yeah, and my managers… Like I had to be in the hospital for about two weeks. And my managers, I guess, wanted to cheer me up. So they were like, we, we got a bunch of movies. And we're gonna come and stay with you. Because we don't want you to be alone. And this was when my wife was like… Busy working. So um, they were going to stay with me for the two weeks. And I was like, oh, I, I love these guys, right? So they came and they're like sending out my like hospital TV. They're like, oh, let's watch a movie. Let's watch a movie. And my manager plays and it's hostile. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, you go, hostel, yeah? I was like, stop, stop, stop. And then he's like, he's like, what? It's, it's, it's really good. And I'm like, Dude, I just broke my shoulder. I just had surgery. Like I have a, I have like these things inside my inside my shoulder. Like, right? Is this something we want to see at a hospital? Like, I just saw blood, dude. Like now, do we have to see this now? And he's like, I'm like, what other movie did you bring? He brought Hostel Two, oh my god, <laughs> and Hostel Three. I'm like, what? He brought Hostel One, Two, and Three. I need to meet this guy. And I'm like… I'm like, why? Why is it… He's like, it's really good. And, I, and that was the only option we had. Um, so we watched Hostel 1. And I, it just really creeped me. It was just disgusting. And then… And you watched Hostel 2. Hostel 2. two. <laughs> and then eventually I desensitized. And I started… I, you know, I willingly watched Hostel 3. That probably went straight to VHS at that. And point. I was actually like critiquing it by the time the third one rolled around. I was like, you know, they did really good world building here. Where like these rich people have… You know, they have like some weird tattoo or something. Mm -hmm. Like the mark of a dog or something like that. And like it's like a secret society that that does all this weird shit. Right. Um, and I was like, you know, they should have gone further with this. They, sh they should have like stopped with the gory stuff and gone in depth… Uh, with this world building about this secret society. Right. Uh, that would have been much more enjoyable. Maybe we can get that in Hostel 4. <laughs> um, but that's that's how I was introduced to Hostel. I will never watch um, gory films again. But I had no choice at the time. That's and for some reason, weird. it numbed my pain. Mm. It's uh, not that bad. Plus, I was on a lot of painkillers. Mm -hmm. So possibly, uh, it it wasn't as bad. Yeah, and I think Hostel is like a good mixture between it's gory, no doubt. It's as gory as it oh, gets. It's unnecessarily gory. But the story is like, like you said, that backstory was quite interesting. It's 
basically saying like they're rich people. They've done everything. They've accomplished everything. They're so rich that their next big thrill is to like yeah yeah. And that's just I mean there was a rumor that that was like based on a true story. Not true. Not true. How it's, do we know that it's not true? Well, it's been debunked. It's it's a it's not a true story. I mean, there's like there was I guess like uh like a report that was kind of similar, but they like really embellished it. But how is it fully debunked? Are they going around being like, "Hey dude, you torture people for fun?" That is like, true. Nothing like, can nah, be fully man. debunked. Nothing yeah, can be fully right. debunked. That is true. And it's not like totally you know, it's not totally far-fetched. Right. If you think about it, right? Because rich people do crazy shit. Right. Like, and we're talking about the type of rich people who are like, you know, so rich that they uh, have, you know, basically stopped being human. Right? Right. They think of themselves as like gods or something like that. Like they're indestructible and they're, you know, they can do things with, with impunity. I don't know what I would do if I could eat lobster three times a day. Like I'd probably be a crazy person. My my sense of reality would be totally warped. Funny thing, lobster, it was actually food that they served to prisoners. You know that some lucky prisoners. Um, they actually, uh, you know, they didn't, they couldn't get rid of. It was like considered as a pest. It was like a rat thing. It's like if, thing. it's like you know, like a lot of deer. They're overrunning these forests and eating all these berries and shitting everywhere. It's like if they immediately turn into cows and they're just like filet mignons. Right. What? Huh? That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, because no, like no. lobsters are just so many. We're like, we gotta just. This is a true, this is a true story, though. Like, I know. I yeah, know. It, it, they were. It, there was a lobster. Like it, it was considered as a pest. Like sort of like vermin. Well, it is like a bug. Yeah, and then they served it to um like prisoners in a prison and where where is this prison? I don't. Know, I I don't remember the exact details of the story, but mm. I think it was like some somewhere in Europe, and um they served it to prisoners. I guess not knowing that the prisoners were having a kick-ass time, <laughs> right? They're like, "Woo, lobsters again!" <laughs> oh my god! You know, they're getting like the powdered eggs, yeah, yeah. and they're just like chopping up their lobster, and they're having a lobster scramble. And yes, shit. yes, they're and just- you can imagine these prisoners are like, one guy's like, "Oh, dude, this is so good," and the other prisoners like, "Shh, shh, shut up." <laughs> If that gets out, they're not going to serve it to us anymore. Just shut up. Right, right, right. Just pretend to hate it. And they're like, you know, they're pretending to hate it. Like as a collective. So that they can keep getting the lobsters. And like the underlying theme of that was like, it taught them teamwork and communication. And then they escaped. They escaped. Together. Right. And the show is now called Prison Break. They escaped, started a restaurant, and started serving lobsters. And that's how it became a gourmet dish. So one of my former <laughs> they started the lobster craze. Yeah, they started the lobster craze. And do you know what this uh this gang, if you will, do you know what lobster craze, what franchise they started? Uh I, I think I think they were the guys who started um the Michelin star. <laughs> the Michelin star. Yeah. yeah. They um Actually, this is a true story. They're actually the ones that started Red Lobster, believe it or not. Very true. Very yeah. true. These prisoners, <laughs> he escaped prison, um, bound together by their love of this, <laughs> of this dish, and um, started Red, Red Lobster. That's why 
when you're in a red lobster like with your family, you often feel like you're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a beautiful story. You know, like all these prisoners in here for different reasons, different crimes, and they're not even able to like, you know, they were in some island in Europe and they were just like, these people cannot be re rehabilitated. We've got like the worst of the worst here. Feed these, feed these mofos some lobsters. <laughs> Yo, lobster is good in every form. And someone's like, like some, someone's like, someone's like, but, but Warden, we can't feed them these disgusting things. They're prisoners. They're sinners. Just feed them the lobsters. It's like, okay. And he gives them the lobsters and they're like, they're like, oh, what is this? Dis how can we eat this? This is disgusting. And they're like, Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do some fact checking later. Um, I'm almost 99.9% .9 sure that it is how Red Lobster started, but <laughs> I, uh, we'll have to do some fact checking here. Just letting you guys know, though, um, all you industry insiders, I know you're listening to this podcast because someone uh, tweeted me and they work at Lucasfilm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They work with Star Wars. And someone, so, someone else from Disney also contacted me. Okay. And I know you guys are listening to this podcast. If you turn this Red Lobster idea, Red Lobster origin story idea into a film, we own the rights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta option it. Okay. From us. Yeah. It's like Shawshank. Okay. Think about it. It's Shawshank Redemption with lobsters. But even better. Clawshank Redemption. I like that. Where are we going with that? The, <laughs> the untold story of Red Lobster. Lobsters, where where the lobster? I don't know. Lobsters? I think you you talked about like eating lobsters every day. Oh right. When uh, people are super right. wealthy, right, right, right. Yeah, right. like when people are super rich, they go crazy. Yeah, a lot of them do, and they do some crazy shit that they got to be punished for. And uh, well, that's what Hostel is basically. Yeah, based on. And as a disclaimer, uh, Hostel is not about lobsters. Um, I would recommend that you watch a trailer. <laughs> You know, watch a trailer, really know what you're getting yourself into. And also the movie I mentioned before. Again, this is the most serious thing I've ever said on this show. Watch, proceed with caution. This is one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen in my entire life. It almost broke up my relationship. And Brian Coe from EN Management almost left the company before it even began. Let me uh, tack on another disclaimer. Uh, this is about Red Lobster. I've only been to a Red Lobster <laughs> once in my whole life. And it was unwillingly. Uh, I had to go. Like, it was the only thing in the area. And I had no idea what Red Lobster would be like. And I walked in there with great trepidation. And I… What does that mean? Like, fear. Like, okay. I was, I was very… Because I had heard that Red Lobster is not that great. But not I not cheap. But I got there and it was… It wasn't cheap. And it was actually delicious. Is all I want to say. Right. So all you Red Lobster people out there, doing a good job, I think. <laughs> you guys are doing great. And I, I think that's so interesting because I, I had a former teammate uh, from Maine. He lived in the middle of the woods, kind of like Tableau in Vancouver. I think he had several tree houses. Um, but wow. he was Which telling guy? me that he's uh, surrounded by lobsters. Apparently, lobsters aren't like sea-dwelling creatures. They're like freshwater, like chilling in lakes and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like the crustaceans, like they are in freshwater. Um, 
again, um, I could have completely made that up, but in I think my, you did. But in my but my understanding of Maine doesn't though, matter at this point. Right. Uh-huh. Maine lobster, lobster rolls, all that. I think they're really sourced like from Maine. And my image of it, there's just like lobsters everywhere you go, just like like worms on like a sidewalk. You know what I mean? Just overrun with lobsters. Dude, look, I just uh, I just googled lobsters. How lobster went from prison food to an expensive delicacy. So, so I was right. We did make up the whole red lobster part of the story, right. but you know that's what films do. It's based on a on a yeah. s- true story. Right. So again, if you try to take this and you try to turn this into a film, a film or like a TV series, just know that we're coming after you. Yeah, we're if coming after you. If an, if it doesn't hit our inbox, if it doesn't even slide into our DMs for. The Tableau Podcast at the Tableau Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or even on Facebook. Just know that we're coming for you. Okay, right? this article is is unnecessarily malicious. Okay, I don't know if they had to do it this way. Like this warning, I don't like. How lobster went from prison trash food <laughs> to delicacy. Okay, I I see you're making the same point here, but mm-hmm. did you have to add the word trash? It's right. like. How lobster went from prison food to delicacy. That's great. Right, but like right. how lobster went from prison trash food right. to delicacy. Lobsters are living things. Come on. They're living things. And uh, you know, this is this is something that my, my dad told me growing up, right? Food is food. You should be very lucky to eat food in general. Never call food trash even if it's, you know. Even if it is, like even if it actually literally is trash. Yeah, it's still food. It's still food. So we're definitely very lucky in, in, in this country, in Korea, and also in America, and uh, to, to have access to so much food. I'm grateful for every meal I, I have, even if it's not a lobster. I've eaten Quiznos 20 days in a row. Every single time, I'm just like, yo, this is fantastic. Hey, I've had imitation lobster. You yeah, know? yeah. Like it's just, it's just the color of lobster. It's not yeah. real lobster, right? Okay, and it doesn't taste anything like lobster. Not even the texture. I was still grateful for it because I just closed my eyes and I imagined like it was lobster. Dude, how much longer are we gonna let California rolls get away with this imitation lobster nonsense, imitation crab, right? Like I've never had a California roll with real crab in it. Yeah, why are they called California rolls though? That's what I'm wondering. Like, but it was made in California for sure. Okay. Another question. Spicy tuna roll, right? Right. Why are they called spi- spicy tuna rolls and not spicy tuna cones? Because it's the shape of a cone. Mm, you're thinking about the spicy tuna hand roll. Yeah, the hand roll. Why is it a hand roll? Shouldn't, shouldn't it be called a cone? It looks like a cone. I think it's because you hold it in your hand. Yeah, I know, but it's not a roll. It's like a, it's a cone. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Spicy tuna hand hand cone cone. is what I think it should be called. I think it's because cone people, you know, think of ice cream. But, you know, it says spicy tuna though. Right. Why would they get that confused? Dude, listen, I don't have all the answers. All right. These are all great questions though. Oh, so so producer Diane trying to bring us back on topic. <laughs> she's like, she's like out of nowhere. We're talking about California rolls and like lobsters. Just and she's like, out there weren't the you guys in a haunted place, like a venue? Yeah, we were. We were in a haunted venue for um, our Vancouver show. And um, 
yeah, like one of the guys that was there with us, he saw a ghost that day. On that day, yeah. Right. Uh, our Yoshi Flowers uh, photographer. Right. He he saw a ghost. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan yeah, saw a ghost. One of the most handsome yeah, guys it I've ever seen. Makes in my no life. sense. Dude's a photographer, but he should just be taking <sighs> selfies. Yeah. I told him, like, flat out. I was like, why are you taking pictures of other people? Right. Like, <laughs> don't shoot the show. Go to the bathroom. Take a few shoot, selfies. Yeah, Call shoot, it a day, bro. Take some mirror selfie, selfies, dude. Like, that's what you should be doing. Like, what are you doing, bro? When we met in New York, when Yoshi joined your tour there. Yeah. I met him and, like, I was kind of starstruck. Because the dude looks like, seriously, the dude looked like Brad Pitt in his heyday. Yeah. Okay? Mixed with James Franco. Yeah, with, mixed with James Franco. And he's also like a very nice dude. Oh, just obviously, sweetheart. Right? Obviously, he's a nice dude. Some people have it all. When has he ever had to be in a situation where he has to argue with someone, huh? <laughs> Come on. That's why he's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I told him. I was like, I was like, dude, you're really nice. But you know why? It's <laughs> like you've never had to argue with someone. Right. You've never had to fight for something. You've never struggled. Yeah, you've never had to ask for something. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dude. I mean, do you really have to uh, even study for the SAT? Or do you just go up to the instructor and say, Hey, what up, girl? And then leave. No, 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 no. You just put your face. Like, you just <laughs> take the, uh, the, the… Pencil? The, yeah, the thing. And then you just rub the paper on your face a little bit. Put your name on it and hand it in. Right. A A SATs. Anyways, uh, yeah, so it was haunted. The venue was haunted. Um, you know, Tuka sees ghosts too, right? No surprise there. No, he saw ghosts before, like, uh, before any of us, like, even really knew much about it. Like, he's been seeing ghosts since he was a kid. According to him. So That's he's, terrifying. So he's basically, like, the little kid from uh, Sixth Sense. You know? Yeah. He's he's told me stories like uh like he was going somewhere far away like to Daegu or Daejeon or something, and uh, he was driving at night, and he saw like uh there was a bus stop mm -hmm. in like this empty road. There was a you know like a small bus stop, and no one was sitting there, but when he passed by and then like looked back, there was a grandma sitting there. Mm. Just stuff like that, right? As I've gotten older, I'm less afraid of ghosts. I just kind of feel bad for them. They're just, it seems like they're always waiting. Or they're always alone. Kind of in purgatory. I don't know. In kind of a waiting stage. You know? Well, you would assume that it's sort of like being uh, like, like an invisible man. Right? Being an invisible person. Um, where, you know, you have to be invisible forever. And it's entertaining at first. Right? Because like you can just walk through walls and stuff. Uh, let's say there's a ghost sitting here right now. Right. Okay? Which I'm 100% sure. There's literally legs on your shoulders. Like I've been told that there are two uh, spirits that follow me around. By you know like Korean shaman kind of people. They, they told me that there are two ghosts or two spirits that follow me around. Because it's very entertaining for them. Because my life has a lot of ups and downs. So they just like watching me. So let's say they're here. I mean, I'm sure they, you guys had a great time at first, right? Like, you know, just like being able to do anything like flying, going through walls, looking at me, 
Okay, when I'm when I have my shirt off and like laughing to yourselves, okay, making fun of me. I'm sure it was great, but you're you're stuck like that forever. No one's gonna be able to talk to you, you know, like interact with you. You're not gonna be able to hug me. So mm. that's what I'm saying. I feel bad for them too. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, I don't feel bad enough for them to start confronting me and telling me that you know I'm an ally of the ghost community. I, I'm. Living my best life. I don't need any encounters. If you if we became a ghost, who would we haunt? Uh, are we talking about like if I died before Mithra and Two Cuts? I'm hoping that never happens. Knock on wood, dude. Yeah. yeah. But if I died before Mithra and Two Cuts, right? I would haunt them. I would haunt the shit out of them. I would like… I would really abuse that authority. Like that power. I'm I assuming you can't touch things though. I would just cause incredible fright and like just fear into Two Cuts' heart. Like I would, I would literally mess with every single thing he does until he comes and joins me. Right. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm bored. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be alone. I would actually haunt you too. I'm unhauntable. No. Not, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not challenging any ghosts right now again. I'm not challenging any ghosts, but I am unhauntable. Okay, dude, this, this, uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, this episode is really weird. I mean, I can feel like Halloween is really doing its thing right. to us right now because I have no clue what the hell we're talking about. It's crazy. Like, there's a weird energy in this room. After you said ghosts, what, we've been talking about some scary films. Like, I'm sweating profusely yeah. in my shirt. And like everywhere in my body. And yet, why. all we can remember is lobster. Like, at the end of all that, right. all we can get out of this is is red, red lobster. <laughs> all I'm thinking about is calling your agent after this and saying, how can we make this story come to life? We should turn that into a horror film though. Even the title, Red Lobster, like the color red, right. it's, like, it's, it's frightening. So like the origin story of Red Lobster… Um, but done as a horror film. Right. With like a haunting or something. Because it could be like an inspirational film, but we don't want that. We want yeah. this to be disturbing. Yeah. Maybe like the lobsters, like the ghosts of the lobsters, like <laughs> attack, you know? Their ancestors like come back and like, you know what I mean? Like a, like a zombie lobster situation. Zom lobster zombie apocalypse. A zobster. Okay. A zobster. One thing that I can't shake either, like, I mean, I know, like, we're talking about lobsters a good bit, but, like, what compelled somebody to look at this crazy looking, what do you even call it, animal, insect? Dude, it looks like the, it looks like an alien almost. Right. Like, the, right? the armor that it has, it's saying, yo, don't F with me, bro. I got claws, dude. I will take you out. And still, somebody was, like, hungry enough to just peel that armor off and then throw that over a fire and… And, and feed it to prisoners. Right. You know? Right. But you are right. Like if you look at a lobster, that shit is menacing. Right. Like, and he's got like a full, Tentacles. He's got full body armor. Right. The guy looks like a robot basically, right? right. Like, a, like a futuristic… Some weird, you know… It's like those huge things. Those like… Those, uh, those ships in like the Avengers. Like yeah. The they're out of those are basically lobsters right. if you think about it. And why would you ever assume that there there is this tasty, like, 
you know, great like soft meat inside. Why would you ever assume that? Right. <sighs> Someone had to make that first step though. Yeah. You know, I always think about that when I'm eating foods. I'm like, some dude had to take the first step. Right. To eat this thing. Like, Dude, let's talk oysters, like, bro. Let's talk uni, bro. Yo, sea urchin. Let's <laughs> we don't even have to go all the way there. Like, look at look at look at mushrooms. Okay? Mushrooms. You know, it's like a it's just everybody eats mushrooms now, but like some dude had to be walking around with like his other farmers, okay? And he saw these mushroom thingies like on the ground, and he's like, Oh yo, I want to eat that. And then he like rips one out and he's about to eat it and all his friends are like what are you doing you don't eat that thing nobody eats that thing nobody has ever eaten that thing right and this dude ate the mushroom possibly could have been poisoned it could have been poisonous mushrooms right? yeah that is true he took yeah. the first step right and he's like dude these are really good right we should we should shove this in with all the broccoli we've been yeah. getting we should throw this on like some of those leaves we've been eating lately yeah you know yeah Dude, yeah, you're right. I think mushroom was a good example because it's like, oh, this either like tastes like poop or it'll kill you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or it will make you convinced that you have huge arms and you're like flying in the sky. Right. Yeah. And exactly. It's, yeah. What a complex vegetable. Mushrooms is it a vegetable, are crazy, dude? dude. It's like a Mush weed. It's like a weed. What Mushrooms? Yeah. What is that? I don't know what to call Fungus. them. Fungus. They're fungi. And exactly. They're they're fun. Guys, <laughs> dude, it's yeah, like uh, uni. Yeah. Uni is a crazy thing, but I think don't you know, get it. I don't, don't think it. it was like these one off things where we're like, oh, this thing looks crazy. I should eat it. Well, I think over time, humans said, hey, the crazier it looks and the harder it is to crack open, sometimes it's really good. Yeah, we should get in there. Yeah, you know, like the uh, diamonds, mm -hmm. right. Freaking oysters, bro. Oysters, dude. Those yeah. are rocks. Yeah, yeah. How do you even? How do you even know to crack that open? And then there's like this loogie-looking thing. And I'm talking. And I love oysters. That's I love. You know, I love dude, oysters. Dude. Dude, we killed those in uh, Portland. In Portland, we had like we 150. had like 150 oysters, dude. In Portland, was, like in an afternoon, we we got drunk. Right. And we had a hundred and more than a hundred and fifty oysters. That's a day off. Those were good. Yeah. Either people love oysters or they hate oysters. Yeah. But yeah, the first thing that pops into your head when you see an oyster for like the first time as a human being would be would not be to eat it. Right. You know, and the fact that someone took that necessary step for all of humanity. Right. Thank you. I, I thank you, guy. I actually imagine it'd be something like someone's like walking. Like along like uh, the shore, steps on it and is like, ah, oh, felt the crack underneath his foot or whatever his wooden shoe. I don't know what he would be wearing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then this like the top shelf just slides off and he's like, oh, what is this like alien like substance? And he picks it up, he sniffs it, smells like seawater, kind of like poop. And, then he, and he just puts his it in his mouth. Oh, he just, he just eats it? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. That was too, yeah, yeah, I skipped some steps. No, no, no. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about it from like, so like, a, like an adventure, discovery, frontier kind right, of thing, right? right? I actually think that most of these discoveries were made in like the most human way possible, which is like, let's say three guys, three dudes, okay? Saw like this oyster thing, okay? And they're like, dude, that looks disgusting. It looks like slime. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. 
loser has to eat it. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, Frank, you lost. Eat it. And Frank's yeah. like, no, I don't want to eat that. It yeah. looks disgusting. It looks like it looks like slime. Eat it. You lost. Eat it. Right. Eat it. Eat it. And everyone else like gathers by the beach and they're like, Frank, eat it. Go, Frank. Go, Frank. And then Frank's like, oh God. And then he eats it. Right. And he's like, dude, it's hella good. And they're like, really? They're like, trust me, dude. Trust me, Bill. Eat it. Right. And then Bill eats it. I think that's how it happened. I think that's it started a, with a dare. I think it that's actually very probable. And imagine like this, dude. Nobody's fishing for oysters at that time. So all these rocks they're stepping on, they think it's just rocks. But then like when you find this diamond, right, in this oyster shell, the moment he eats it and then they crack open another one, he feeds it to, you know, Benjamin. And Benjamin's like, oh my God, this is delicious. You know, like uh, uh, James, try this. And all three of them are like, oh my God, this is delicious. And then they look at the floor and they're just on a bed of yeah, oysters. Oysters everywhere. And that's how <laughs> Long John Silver started. You do realize though, since this is a Halloween special, for me to bring it back to Halloween, you do realize though that um, if aliens come here for the first time, this is exactly how they're going to view us. What do you mean? The way we've been talking about lobsters and oysters. They're going to be like, look at all these weird things like walking around talking to each other and they have this thing called the internet <laughs> where they talk to each other yeah. and stuff and then like right. write crap about each other right. and then like they cry and then they yell at each other anyways there's a lot of them there's a lot of them there and we can eat them <laughs> i actually went with uh z1234 and z1234 dared me to eat one of them there he was like he was like come on x to 5A, eat that human. Oh, that's what you're labeling the alien names. Yeah, and X25A is like, no, I don't want to eat that human. They look disgusting. They, they got like two arms, two legs. They're like running around. Right. The guy's got like... He's, They're like pooping yeah, constantly. Yeah, he's got no shirt on. He's wearing like these swimming trunks and he's like on a surfboard, like whatever right. that, that thing may be. Like, right. I don't want to eat him. And he's, he's like... He's kind of cute. He's you like, know? dude, eat him. You lost. Eat him. And he ate one and he goes back to the mothership and he's like, they're actually really good. They're not at the disgusting vermin we thought they were, <laughs> you know? Dude, I don't want to think like that. So I'm saying the way we view all these things that we've ended up eating. Right. Okay, these living things that we ended up eating. Right. Isn't it very possible for an alien um, species that are bigger than us or like more advanced than us. They come here and they see us as food. You know how all alien theories are like they come here, like all these movies are like they come here and they fight us or kill us for the resources of Earth? They don't need these resources. They don't need those resources. They aren't coming for Apple dongles. We are the resource on Earth is what these movies don't realize. Right. Why would the aliens ever come to a planet like ours? You know, we're the only planet right now in the vicinity that is, that is covered with us, like people like us. Why would they ever look for other resources? They would just look at us and they'd be like, oh, dude, there's hella. I mean, and they reproduce on their own. They just keep growing by the number. We just have to leave them there and they keep growing like by the numbers. And then we just, you know, take them for, hum for food and also to use as batteries. 
I don't think they need us for food, though. You never know. I mean, Thank this you. is a horror. I mean, I don't want to be food. I'm telling you, we oh, could be God. the lobsters. We could very well be the lobsters to aliens. Right. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Anything is possible. This, right. this is not what I want. Right. I, I don't want to be food. I don't want people in my DMs being like, Hey, Tableau, I can't believe you advocate right. humans becoming food for extraterrestrials. Becoming calamari. Yeah, why would I ever advocate that? I don't want that, but I'm saying the way we view lobsters and oysters, it's possible that's how aliens are going to see us when they come. Yeah. All good points, Tableau. Definitely things to think about. That's why it's, it's imperative that we make ourselves taste bad. <laughs> right. We got to taste horrible. The first yeah. one of us to be eaten has to taste so bad that they don't come back for the rest of us. Right. But I think, I think they will find that they're going to try us and they're going to try like a cow or like a pig. They're like, yeah, these taste like way better, you know? And then we'll just have to give like offerings of like different, you know, cows. Well, and cows and pigs taste good to us. Right. But you never know what, what aliens are into. They want to taste our minds. Yeah, they want to taste our souls. Right. You don't know. Anyways, now that everyone's fucking depressed. <laughs> happy Halloween. The energy in this room is just sucked out. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Oh man. There were no treats here. But yeah, I, I, if you're uh if you're out there and if you're listening right now, this is I horrible. just want you to know that I have less than one percent body fat. <laughs> I am not tasty. All right. Just just we we as a collective aren't that tasty, so just don't come. Okay? Yeah. Don't come. Right. I have no body fat. Dude, I have like literally no body like fat. Like you, the bones will just get in your teeth. <laughs> okay. I would be like the boniest fish ever. Yeah, just don't come near us. It's not a good thing. It will, it'll get lodged in your throat. <laughs> okay. Don't even, don't even bother, dude. This is a piece of calamari you don't want. This is a piece of meat that's going to have a little fat and you're going to have to bite through and going, uh, 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 and you have to end up spinning it up in a napkin. Like, you don't want that, dude. Yeah, dude, if you guys are listening right now, don't go for me. Go for Mithra. Much yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, much better. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, <laughs> listening. Follow us on IG and Twitter. And uh, if ever this lobster alien situation comes, uh, we will try to help you out. So… Uh, send us your DMs <laughs> and we will tell you where to gather so we can take the fight to them. Yeah. Godspeed. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.